We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. This is Rams Uncensored with Matt Herrera. Just learn how to roll with the punches, bro. Brian Joano. You're just a bunch of little bitches. Tommy Avance. I look like the staple of Marshmallow Man right now. And Mark Luhan. I tried to get Russ to join us last minute here, but he's ghosting. You have now entered the danger zone. I'll give you a virtual hug, too. I mean, guys, can we just get weird? Yeah. I mean, there's not Let's much happening in Rams, Rams, uh, <clears throat> the Rams world other than what we, the Rams got the rookies coming to camp tomorrow for tryouts. Essentially, that's what Sean McVay likes to do. There's lots going on in the Rams world, man. There's, there's that new, there's that the Kyblo kid that uh, keeps saying, "Hey, he can fucking troll me," and then he You're gets talking about Rams over. Twitter. Oh yeah. Oh god. Oh yeah, Rams. It's Rams related, man. Yeah. Man, let's see. recording right I mean, now. No, no, no offense. We're always no recording, to, motherfuckers. Yes, yeah, of course we're recording. No offense to <clears> lesbians, <throat> but fucking Kyblo looks like a fucking big fucking lesbian. 
<laughs> Why you got to go and take it right there right away, man? Why not, dude? I mean, Derek asked if we were beefing, and I said, no, he's just queefing. <laughs> but he's turning out to be like just like riles he's gone i haven't seen him interact at all no riles is not gone he's been he's i seen now. he, he finally gone. came back what he riles was on came... a what nine day hiatus or some, about something like month. That? about a month about a, a month? month yep oh my gosh no mr mr kyblo is 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 not on a hiatus but i think he is treading lightly you guys tell any bad jokes tonight i'm gonna hit this or just any time there's awkward <laughs> silence, like when Brian tries to shit on me. <laughs> Nobody laughs. I, I don't try. I don't try to shit on you. I do shit on you. But okay. he shits on you no matter what. Sometimes it smells and sometimes it doesn't. Like I mean, honestly, right now, like I have verbal diarrhea coming out, and it's right on your head. Well, yeah, I, I don't I appreciate that at all. Brian's gonna be on a good. Brian is feeling froggy tonight. I would appreciate if you stopped Brian, shitting Brian, diarrhea Brian on my head. Still fucking exhausted from last night, but Brian Somebody, is gonna fucking. You have a long night with the lady or something? He closed the bar. No, I, yeah, I went out and fucking got hammered. Really? <laughs> Isn't that what you always yes, do? Yes. You didn't close the bar. No, not on not on really? a Wednesday night. Yeah, I go to bed at a respectable time, like eleven o'clock on a weeknight. That's respectable for you. Well, yeah, for like a working American that has a <laughs> nine to five, that's pretty respectable. Yeah, I yeah. know you fucking don't have a job and you sleep until three p.m. Hey, and I am self-employed Lyft driver. Speaking of which, did you fucking picket like all the rest of the Lyft drivers today because you're not getting paid twenty-eight dollars an hour? <laughs> I mean, I I was at Six Flags, so I mean, I didn't pick it, but I guess I kind of did join in and not doing Lyft for a day. I mean, do you do you feel strong? Do you feel the solidarity there with your Lyft brothers and sisters and LGBTQT, <laughs> whatever you call them? Hey, if it turns out to be more money for me, more power to them, Brian. More power to who? Those those people on strike. The little people? Well, what if they're what if they're tall? Uh -huh. Are you calling them midgets? No, I'm just saying because they're fighting the big corporation, right? I wasn't with them. Are you with, calling in, them? Are you, are you calling them intellectually challenged? I never said that. <laughs> what, what are you saying? I'm just Fucking saying right. they're little people. They are not the big hey, corporation that hey, they're they, fighting. Hey. We're just the hey, little men. Are you talking about person? how they're vertically challenged? Yes, like how people can't get on certain rides at Six Flags because they aren't tall enough. Oh, like you. I get on all of the rides unless Well, yeah, you're unless my breasts are too big and the, the the harness doesn't come down over. Wankers. Shane said he's ready when we are. All right, well, let's, okay. let's give him a call right now. Hi, Shane. Can we talk to Shane on his way? We can talk to Shane or however you want. Oh, I am. I'm thrilled. I hope that's the first sound he hears. Hello? <laughs> Hello, Shane. This is Matt Herrera of and the Ram Censored crew. Hey, 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 hey. We're censored now? Fuck that, Matt. Did I say censored? I meant uncensored. I'm sorry. Well, it's, it's absolutely true. Matt always fucking censors us. No. Fucking cut all the parts where we fucking kill him. No. 
What up, Shane? Anyway, Shaner, what's, what's up? up, fellas? It's a pleasure to be here. Dude, it is fantastic to have you, buddy. I uh, appreciate that. Appreciate it. Mark, you want to say something appreciate or you just it. want to chill like a creepy guy? <laughs> Fuck you, Matt. What's going on, Shane? How you doing tonight? All so, right. Shaner, Shaner, just one question. One question. Oh, gosh. How, yeah. how much, what is your max on bench press? Uh, I'm right up around 500 right now. Good Lord. And, uh, got a meet coming up in October. So the goal is to go 530 in the drug tested 242 pound weight class. And in a full meet that would break a world record going back about 36, 37 years. So, um, I'm dedicated. I'm working hard. And uh, I'm going to get there, or if I fall short, it's not going to be for lack of effort. I'm going to go 100%, and I got a few months to get ready. And uh, if I hit that, I won't be known in L.A. just for my Rams <laughs> commentary. I'm going to be known. I'm going to be up there with the likes of Arnold and uh, Ronnie and um, all those guys. So, now I'm exaggerating a bit, but. But, you know, it would be a big deal to hit that, and um, it's a goal of mine. So I will definitely keep you all up to date as we progress uh, towards uh, that meet this fall. Yeah, Shane, man, I got a buddy who power lifts. I didn't know you were you, you were that competitive, man. You don't hold that yeah, – do you absolutely. hold any, like, state records or anything right now? Um, I, I believe I was third in the uh, federation that I competed in a couple years ago, all time for their uh, – for their bench press small okay. weight class honestly haven't did a lot of meets um kind of late to the game uh but the best is yet to come so um y'all stay tuned for that we're gonna try to do some big things so shane do you use like people like floyd as motivation just to fucking pump that iron or what or you think of you think of you Stan, know you um, think of heaven i mean how, how do you, you get know, this motivation to yeah, this is when I got to get a little more serious. You know, people are going to think I'm kidding around and stuff. But um, off record, if, if you guys would give me Floyd's address when we get off the show, I mean, I'd like to find that guy and and use some <laughs> of my strength on him. I mean, I, I mean, he, he's been, you know, he's been like um, putting it out there that he actually thinks that I want to come after him and physically harm him. And, you know, I wanted to come on tonight. One of the reasons I came on this show, as you guys know, I wanted Floyd to be put on notice that I am going to be out in L.A. And Ooh. I'm not just going to be not just going to be going to the game, maybe back in the press box. You know, I'm thinking about getting back in the into the media stuff more. But I, I really am looking for Floyd and 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 that dude's got got something coming for him. And uh, <clears throat> at the very least, it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be something that that hurts him physically. Um, oh, and you know, uh, yeah. So uh, let me let me right, jump so. in here real quick because so this, this is Tommy. Basically, right. years ago, when I got on Twitter is is a couple of years before the Rams actually moved back to Los Angeles, and all okay. I saw on Rams Twitter was guys like Shane and and a bunch right. of dudes I didn't know from St. Louis, and then a bunch of guys I didn't know yet. Yeah. Personally, Bernie, in LA. Bernie Mitchell, uh, yeah. Randy Carricker, Frank Cusimano, mm-hmm. myself. We were in the thick of, 
we were in the thick of the Rams relocation rumors, the uh, stadium coverage, um, you know, looking at the NFL guidelines, looking at the history of both cities. Um, as you all know, I covered, covered that issue for, I think five years besides, right. uh, besides being on site at, at Rams park, covering the team, all that stuff. So yeah, there's, there was a uh, man, quite a, quite a process that, that both fan bases, uh, the media and, you know, just everybody that was, you know, any, any way, shape or form connected with the Rams, uh, uh, that you know that everybody went through these last few years. Well, let me piggyback off of the first topic we were talking about with Floyd. So what right. I was saying was basically I didn't know anybody yet from L.A. or St. Louis. I just saw these people going back and forth, and I jumped in. Obviously, I'm from L.A., so I'm going to jump in on the L.A. side and give you guys a hard time back and forth. But after a while, yeah, it got really – and it didn't even take long for me personally for it to get really stale and – for a, multiple reasons. For one, I flew to St. Louis a lot to go to games, and I right. stayed a Rams fan the whole time. So for me, it was kind of odd, and I did mm-hmm. meet people over there and had a good time. So I kind of backed off a little bit, and I I remember hammering Floyd a little bit early on going back and forth with you, and he mm-hmm. also jumped on the train and thought I wanted to beat him up as well. Yeah. And, so we were going to plan a dinner in Thousand Oaks with Floyd and Ramhart and, and Blue Bloods and all a whole bunch of people and Pink yeah. and everybody to go hang out and have and dinner. Shout out, shout out to all of them. Uh, went back and forth with each and every one of them. Uh, sometimes it went well, sometimes it didn't, but uh, all of them are great in their own way and um, have enjoyed the interaction with them. Uh, even at, even though at times things got a little out of hand, uh, Overall, it's all good. So, yeah, and Floyd was in the group uh, DM that we were um, working on to have this dinner. He asked specifically, "Is Tommy going to be there?" And and Pink said yes, and he's like, "Well, I'm not coming then because he's going to beat me up." <laughs> and right. That's where I started DMing him personally and be like, "Man, you couldn't be farther from the truth if you actually think me or even Shane are going right. to fight." over this bs with a football team and so we started talking and talking i got to him i finally met him during the 2017 season um i know his real name and everything i know what he looks like uh even alone shane he's not a big guy (laughs) let's just say that well (laughs) but but here's the thing am i kidding am i really kidding am i being sarcastic in this or maybe maybe this is my secret way in uh, to to get closer to Floyd and uh, do the damage he thinks I want to do. Maybe I'm kidding. Maybe I'm not. You know, he's going to have to figure <laughs> Floyd, that out. Floyd, be on lookout. Will he? Won't Floyd, look out. Floyd, look out. Don't worry, September. Floyd. I won't out you. I promise. Shane's going to have to find you the hard way. I already got people that's on that. So, um, so Ooh. September, uh, Tommy, oh. Brian. Um, yep. You, you just be on the lookout. I'm going to keep you all posted on on that topic. So. Well, that was, uh, are, you, are you coming out for the Saints game? I, I'm, abs- I'm absolutely not sure what when I will be there, but I am planning to get out there um, this year and um, definitely want to meet you all and um, definitely want to meet Floyd, too. Of course, you all know I'm playing. Um, I wish nobody are any you? physical harm. 
Maybe, maybe I'm not. See, now I'm backtracking, keeping him on his toes. This is all planned. This is all planned. It's going to be so, fun to play out. Let's uh, let's rip them apart topic. limb by limb. Matt, you got a That's question? That's a possibility. Yeah, yeah, Shane. I want to go yeah. uh, back to the days when you were covering the team. I'm just curious because right. you were so close, and you know, you were covering it, and, and you were trying to. I mean, obviously, I mean it's public that Demoff and Kroenke came out, and their public you know, public statements in St. Louis area was that they're staying in St. Louis, right? But when Kroenke, you know, originally, yeah, originally Kroenke, you know, 2010, all of his original statements were uh, basically he was going to do everything he could to stay in St. Louis, mm-hmm. and then um, 2012, 13, 14, especially Demoff was. Uh, going on air uh, all over St. Louis radio, right. going into uh, St. Louis Post-Dispatch uh, with Brian Burwell at the time, the late and great Brian Burwell. Um, and, you know, he basically, uh, unfortunately, uh, misled the media uh, and the St. Louis area fan base in, in terms of in terms of the club's intention um, on their long-term uh, headquarters. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, like I said earlier, quite a process. I liked the Rams when I was just a very small child. Um, so, you know, for them to come to St. Louis, I, it was just, uh, I was young when they moved to St. Louis. I didn't really understand all the dynamics of, you know, what, what takes place for a team to move, for a team to relocate. And then, of course, by the time everything started, happening with the Rams potential return to the city of angels, you know, um, I, and, and many others understood that, you know, there's, there's a lot of dynamics, money involved and, um, just a very uh, complex, uh, process that where a lot of people were going to, going to get hurt or, or they were going to be thrilled, uh, depending on the outcome of, of the Rams. So does it feel good for me to say Los Angeles Rams at this point? No. <laughs> um, but if they had never moved to St. Louis and had always been in Los Angeles, yes, it, 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 you know, sounded great because, you know, they wouldn't have been a team that I fell in love with within Missouri that uh, left us to, to go back to where they came from 2000 miles, 2000 miles to the West. So, so yeah, Los Angeles well, Rams in and of itself is, is a great name, but but for us now, after what's happened, it doesn't feel that great for most St. Louisans to to uh, to say that name at this point. So with that being said, Shane, I just side note on that: um, right. Were you a fan of the Cardinals, the football Cardinals, before they moved to Arizona, or was that too early for you? That was pretty early, but I do remember as a as a young child, my my dad was a fan of the St. Louis Cardinals, and I can remember, uh, I, I still remember vividly this sign that somebody was holding up in the stands. I think I found out later it was the last game the team ever played in St. Louis, but it said, "Dear Santa, please don't take my birds away." And uh, I, of course, at that time I was so young, I didn't understand. You know, you, you know, you don't really comprehend things when you're just a small child. Um, but I would say, you know, for a small, very, very young kid, I, I was a fan, but obviously I didn't understand it uh, the way that I did 
uh, with with the Rams move. Um, such a long time so later. How, and, and how me, old are you, Shane? Are you are you like 34, 33? Somewhere in that range. I don't divulge that kind of information, you know, not to oh, just anybody. You know, now, because I don't want Floyd, I don't want Floyd to get that info because I've heard rumors that he's been going to come out here and bring his entourage and come after me. Not so I got to be careful on, I got to be careful on what info I put out there publicly. So I got to keep that close to the best. Let's be real. And Floyd's an internet gangster. He is a tough motherfucker behind that keyboard. <laughs> hey man, you know, it's all good with Floyd. I honestly wish him no harm. I would love to meet the guy. Um, I, I don't under, sometimes understand uh, his approach and uh, the way that he will, he just refuses to accept some of the things I say, such as, for example, you guys know you've never seen me bash Los Angeles in terms of any of the other teams, anything about the city, anything about the people in general, or anything about the respective fan bases of all uh, the professional or collegiate teams in and around Los Angeles. But he continues to push this idea that I'm, I just hate Los Angeles. I hate California. I want California to, to fall into the ocean. And none of that is remotely true. Um, and I obviously would have never had any issues with anything related to the Rams in Los Angeles if the Rams hadn't been here. So it, it really has nothing to do with Los Angeles per se. We need to set up like a group hug photo of you, Floyd, Kevin Demoff, and Stan all together. That would be a beautiful You moment. know, I, I uh, haven't actually interviewed Stan. I've been in the locker room with Stan, been probably, I don't know, 15 feet from Stan, um, been, at, been around him at Rams Park. Um, Kevin Demoff, I've uh, talked to, obviously, in person. I've talked to him via email. Um, been around him plenty of times so um at one time i i really enjoyed interacting with him and actually i believe it was you guys won't believe this but the first year that you guys moved back to los angeles there was actually still hard to believe i can show it to you if i have to to prove it um i actually sent him a merry christmas wish and wished him well um in spite of all the very hard feelings i've had towards him I always kind of had a little tiny bit of a soft spot for him, um, a very tiny soft spot. Um, but I always liked the guy um, before a lot of this stuff happened. So sometimes it's kind of hard to completely kill that part of a feeling that you had for somebody. But, uh, but yes, I actually did do that. And uh, I believe it was the first year that you guys uh, were back in Los Angeles. So. Hey, Shane, this is Mark. Um, this is a question regarding, you know, the whole, um, the way things went down, you know, uh, starting in 2013 when they kind of, you know, they're denying some of the things, some of the rumors that were going on. If they had been up front or maybe worded things differently, would you feel any different mm -hmm. about the team? Yeah, that's a great, great question, Mark. Um, there would be some different feelings. Uh, just in terms of respecting a more honest approach, if that makes sense, uh, not to be misled. Yeah, that's exactly what I was getting at. Um, and I was deceived personally uh, on a few occasions myself, not just in a broad big picture thing, some of the stuff that that uh, 
you know, you guys have seen in red, but, uh, you know, that, that would have been a more respectable approach. Obviously people would have still hated it. People would have still hated stand for it. Um, I don't think Kevin DeMoss would have taken the heat that he has taken if they had came out with a more honest approach. And he just said, Hey, look, um, we may be trying to go back to Los Angeles. We love it here. Uh, but it's a great opportunity for us. Um, you know, DeMoff would have left town being a respected executive that, that did his job and, and was relatively honest with us. Obviously there was going to be hard feelings for Stan regardless, because if he took the team, he took the team. Um, so there was no way around him being a hated man. Um, but it could have been a little different in terms of how the franchise and how uh, the likes of, like I said, the moth uh, are, you know, were viewed after the move. Yeah, no, I completely understand that approach. Um, just to kind of, you know, not talk so much about that, but I have a, another question regarding, you know, your time covering the Rams and just That's some right. specific players. Um, who do you miss the most, you know, talking to, um, I mean, I could throw a name out there yeah, like yeah, Steven yeah. Jackson, you know, like how did, how did those right. type of guys carry themselves while you're working there? You know, right off the top of my head, I can name a few guys that come to mind that were absolutely just terrific to, uh, to talk with, to engage with, to interview and so forth. Uh, the number one name, and this may kind of surprise you guys because his reputation was, uh, as a guy that was kind of a bad boy, he would get in fights, uh, pesky on the field, a nuisance. But Cortland Finnegan was absolutely an incredible guy. He he brought his daughter onto the field after basically every training camp practice. Um, he would always make sure to ask how I was doing. Um, we we would talk. He would. Uh, I remember one time I was gone from camp for a while for for some reason, or maybe it was between, I think it was from the one off season to the next. And then camp had started is what it was. And, um, I was like 40, 50 feet away. He's like, you know, and he, uh, made sure to ask how, you know, the summer had been and all that, but he was great. Uh, Robert Quinn, just an absolutely upstanding individual. Um, terrific person. Love talking to him. Brian quick was a great guy. Um, James Laurinaitis, was terrific. Those are just a few names of many uh, that jumped to mind in terms of being great to interact with and people that, that, you know, you can just get that gut feel are, are genuinely good people, uh, not just good football players. If I remember correctly, Cortland was the one that got you with the whipped cream, wasn't it? Uh, you know what? That was, no, Cortland was the one, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cortland and who was with him? You guys remember on the video, he came for, who did he come for? I would have to go back anyway. He was, was bringing the whipped cream out to, it may have been Chris Long, I think, that him and one of the defensive tackles or defensive ends, it was a defensive lineman and Cortland Finnegan came for Chris Long. And um, I ended up taking about, man, two-thirds of the whipped cream to my face. Well, that had to be, that um, had to so, be William Hayes, then, right? What's that? Then that had to have been William Hayes probably, right? I think, yeah, yeah you man, you are terrific with your memory. I believe it was William Hayes. 
uh, and uh, Cortland Finnegan. But yeah, he uh, he apologized profusely, and uh, but we had a good time with it, and some of the guys in the media had a good time, obviously um, teasing me about uh, taking the shot from from Finnegan and William Hayes, who uh, became really. If you guys remember, well-known for, uh, wasn't it his belief in dinosaurs? Is that correct? Yes, and mermaids, I think. Yeah, I think yeah, mermaids, and mermaids. So, yeah, so, yeah, he was an interesting <laughs> guy. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I'll never forget the uh, whip cream moment. I've still got that video uh, saved on, saved somewhere in my collection of stuff that I've got. Okay, so, Shane, on that note, the question I was going to ask you a minute ago is, I don't know if you've noticed, but you probably have. Have you seen Coach Jeff Fisher's Twitter account? You know what? I uh, just uh, got up on his Twitter account in the last, I would say, week to 10 days. Somewhere it popped up on my timeline. And, um, you know, Coach Fisher, you know, he didn't kill it in terms of one loss record in St. Louis, but he is absolutely murdering it on Twitter. He is just, um, I'm sure you guys agree, he is going all out. Um, he's becoming a, a, a Twitter legend. Um, the likes of man, Phil Mickelson, if you saw his account, that guy is just terrific on Twitter and, and Fisher is he may have been overrated as a head coach, but he deserves any accolades that he gets for his work in the Twitterverse right now. He is Okay. He is so really, this is he my is really doing 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 some big things. So this is my question. You you obviously followed the team. You also covered the team. You probably talked to Jeff Fisher quite a bit, right? Yep, yep, very At much. Some point? Uh, post, okay. Post uh, post practice pressers, all that stuff. Yes. So Shane, what if what if we told you that two years before the Rams moved back to Los Angeles, that there was a good possibility that there was a secret meeting between the NFL and the Rams and the NFL told the Rams to go buy the land in Inglewood and keep your mouth shut. Cause you're the team that's going back to LA and Stan and Kevin were just told to lie to you guys for two years. And that was possibly true. And what that, if I can also, confirm it? Because I had an inside source as well. Yeah. But would that yeah, steer you me, away I've, from uh, would that? Would that steer you more towards your hatred for the front office of the league than Stan Kroenke and Kevin Demont? Well, yeah, believe me, I've I've heard a lot of I've heard a lot of stuff along those lines. Um, if you go back and look at the timeline, however, um, a lot of this started to, uh, it, you know, and looking behind the scenes and and so forth, uh, a lot of this started to happen on the Rams side like concrete action taking place um, that is documented in 2013 um, with the phone call from Crosby to the mop on the land and, and this and that. So ultimately guys, you know, the league couldn't make him move if he didn't want to. So um, he was, he's a villain regardless in St. Louis being a Missouri guy and agreeing to, to move the Rams to Los Angeles. If, if that's the case, either way, um, he's seen as a villain here, you know, so, um, you know, there, there's just no way around that, that, uh, Kroenke is, is always going to be a, a very despised 
and uh, I had to use the word hated, but uh, you know, it's it's pretty well true. Hated man in the uh, St. Louis region. Yeah, I mean, well, I think well, you guys were literally just caught in the crossfire because the NFL was going to come back to Los Angeles at some point, no matter what. They were eventually going to come, right. and. Stan Kroenke just happened to be the owner of the team that was here for 49 years. I, as, Taking myself out of being a Rams fan I, th- throughout the whole process, I tried to think of it as a businessman and not a fan so I can right. be objective. And that was, for me, if I was Stan Kroenke, there's no way I was going to let another NFL franchise beat me to L.A. Right. And I think the NFL knew that they couldn't screw this up and put the wrong team here because L.A. is a fickle market. And if you put a team here that's never been here or the wrong owners like the Chargers or the Raiders that are broke as far as rich people are concerned, that wasn't going to work. So you guys, I think, were just caught in the crossfire that you got the team from L.A. for 20 years and they just got put back and fixed it like it never happened. And unfortunately, St. Louis has been screwed twice by the NFL. And I do. I feel for you guys, dude. It's a bummer because I know I lost the team when I was 16. So I mm-hmm. know how it feels, okay? I know right. how it feels. So I can sympathize. But, you know, you bring up some great points. Uh, you, you look at Kroenke's wealth, uh, him and his wife's combined wealth, the uh, the business acumen that he possesses. Um, you know, just obviously dislike the guy, but you, you got to give credit where credit's due. He is a great businessman. Being a land developer, he was a great fit to do something in Los Angeles. Um, you know, uh it just uh the Raiders I believe would have would have worked out great in LA too but but they didn't as you pointed out they didn't have the money to do a stadium by themselves um so you know it was like you said St. Louis was kind of caught in the crosshairs um we can discuss relocation guidelines and all of that another day um how the uh, the secret vote impacted the the vote, you know, because they did and they did still have to get the votes, you know, regardless, and, and they did. But uh, but yeah, the, Kroenke was really in the Rams' history of being there, you know, basically 50 years. Um, that was very enticing to the NFL, uh, to Roger Goodell, to Eric Grubman, um, and various owners around the league. So. Um, and as you said, St. Louis has been screwed twice. Two different, totally different situations on the moves, uh, which we could we could talk about at another time. Um, the, the St. Louis really messed it up with the Cardinals. They would still be here if they had took care of business uh, with the Rams. Obviously, with the vote not going their way, they had no chance uh, to get that done. Really, um, after after they didn't do anything uh, in terms of the the stadium lease and the ten year option that was basically with interest going to cost them a billion plus for a 10 year, for a 10 year fix, uh, which was just not tenable really for any city. Um, and certainly not for St. Louis. Agreed. Agreed. Well, Shaner, we've had you on for 40 minutes. I think that's enough of your time. Shaner! Hey, you know what, you know what, we can go for another 40. I don't care, but I've appreciated the time and um, enjoyed the discussion. And um, Wait, one last, one last question for you, Shaner. Do you think, it. and my name does not have Ram? an R on it. <laughs> Shaner, I like it. Cause you know, Floyd calls you that. Um, do you think Rams? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a AKA, good reason for you not to call me that. Floyd called me that. 
Wake up. <laughs> hey, I'll give I'll give you my address if you want to come down and try to bench press me. It's okay. I'll there give you my address. Man, I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> but no, no. Do you think that the the handle Rams DFS Cody Leach is being a little bitch for ducking out on us for the second straight show in a row? I mean, you know, you know what? Talking? I don't I don't know the guy, but uh, I, and maybe I do. You know, there's so many Twitter handles out there. But but if he ducked out on you, um, you know I gotta fully agree with your assessment of the situation and and uh, his, you know he's gonna have to uh, tighten up. He's gonna have to show up, or he's gonna have to be barred from Rams uncensored. And I make that as an executive decision. <laughs> I love it. Um, you know, you guys, I love it. Hey, you if him, you don't you come on the one, show, you get listen. Handled you give on him Twitter. one more chance. You give him one more chance, and, and if he if he doesn't show. He's got to go. So that, hey, and, a, by, and by the way, if he doesn't hashtag. show, if he doesn't show, he's got to go. Oh my! God. I mean that—that's what you got to put it maybe, to him play. Like Shane, it. maybe you can handle some business for us since you live in St. Louis. He's in Iowa, man. He's not far from you. Can you go handle our light work for us? Okay, here's the deal. If if you can get Floyd there too. I will go to Ooh, Iowa. There we go. I will go to <laughs> Iowa and handle your we'll business. Set it up. Handicap, Hell, I, I will fly out to Iowa to watch. Bring I will be this. sitting I, in a cornfield somewhere. Get him there. Yeah, it, whatever it takes. If Floyd's in Iowa, I'm in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're not I almost spit out my beer. You're not here. I either. almost spit out my beer. Floyd's gonna listen to this tomorrow, and he's gonna. He's going to text me. He's like, Tommy, you're a dick. He's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and by the way, everybody out there listening, I appreciate it. Um, uh, follow me on Twitter at real Shane Gray underscore. That's at real Shane Gray underscore. And actually I have a, an alternate account at still Shane Gray. So you can follow me there. Um, follow my boy at the legend kill. You guys know Palmer Alexander. Uh, give him a follow yep. while you all are at it. He's he's an interesting guy. I already followed. And, and he's a he's a great human being. So um, he's doing really good work on uh, the in the zone show and, and what they got going on over there. So thanks, man. We appreciate it. We, we look forward to having you back on sometime in the future, man. Absolutely, I'll be back on whenever I want to be back on. Love so, it. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Hey, you know, I'm hey, hey. I, 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 right. I, I appreciate you guys. You guys have been terrific. And, um, you know, I'll be happy to, to jump in with you guys uh, anytime in the future. And we'll see and you for the record, Matt year, lives buddy. in Burbank, so you can fly there. What's that? <laughs> so for the record, Matt lives in Burbank. You could fly right there. There's an airport. <laughs> there you, you go. go. Matt, anytime there you, you want. <laughs> so maybe I'll be meeting you guys here in a few months. So in the meantime, uh, we'll definitely touch base again. For sure. But I appreciate it coming up. That's good. Appreciate it, Shane. All right, no problem. Appreciate you guys too. Bye, Shana. Hey, y'all. You guys are great. So, I'll uh, I'll promote and retweet and all that stuff when your when the stuff comes out tomorrow. Love it. Yeah, we'll ta- make sure to tag you in it. Okay, sounds good. All right, peace it out. It was man. a blast. Yeah. Yep. Later. Later. Bye. All righty. Rams <laughs> <laughs> Are 
we moving on? Just straight on? Are we? Are we? Oh, we see are if moving on. Who are we calling? Yeah, we oh. got to go. It's eight thirty. Let's get Max or get Max on the horn, and then we're calling Cody. Fuck this. We're going hard. Right. We yeah, got to try to get him on. Dude, Shane's a dope dude, man. Dude, that have to mute for a it was bit. it was funny when you said I'll come on whatever I fucking feel like. And hey, that that's shit was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good, man. That fits our show, man. It was funny. Right, we're calling little Maxi right now, Maxi Pad. <laughs> you didn't like that one. <laughs> He'll like it. Hey, Max, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, gentlemen? Hola. Max, you sound high as fuck. Maxine, what's going on? (laughs) Hey, guys, how's it going? You been puffing on the Chiba, buddy? You sound a little stand. Yeah, right. (laughs) I was at a concert (laughs) last night, so... It's that second hand, right? That second hand, you were at, like, that Coachella. Oh, yeah. I like how you said that you were actually in a rave. You said I was at a concert. Hey, rave. Hey, rave. It was like Britney Spears Wait. or something, or fucking Justin Bieber. Electric light show. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, so we're giving Cody Ma- a call Max, right now, Max, too, right? You... Yes. Max, were you second on a pacifier? Yes, I was. <laughs> Love it. Bingo. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> all right, I'm going to. All right, we're calling Cody right now, too. Hold on, man. We right. already you're already tripping over your own goddamn feet tonight. Hey, <laughs> you ready, Max? You ready to be Matt? Uh yes, sir. Yeah, I read the script. I'm uh good to go. So you're gonna introduce him. Can you handle that? You got this? Yeah, should I be like uh should I be like uh hey Cody, we have we have a varsity QB legend on the show tonight or will yes. I come my cover yes that's perfect <laughs> that's perfect and then after like, the first question tonight we have a QB varsity legend in Iowa hey this one has to go by script or it won't work so don't fuck this up and I, I just have that one question like, I'm not going to chime in or anything uh, so. nah I mean if, you, if you feel like there's a dialogue that you can maintain with him please do hey, I okay. feel like chicken tonight what? You feel like chicken? I feel like chicken tonight, yeah. <laughs> Fucking, I'm going to eat the fuck out of this little bitch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, there we go. There we go. All right, so now I can call him Tommy. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go. Yeah, buddy. Go ahead. If not, we'll have to save this for the next, right? Well, <laughs> for every oh, call. It's calling, next... guys. You guys might want to. Yeah, right. Round three. You have reached the voicemail box. Hey, QB, uh, stop scouting and uh, stop stop scouting 10-year-olds and get on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I hung up on that. All right, call him back again. Call him back again. All right. You got the next one, Brian? Yes, yeah, I'm going to fucking rip him a new one. I'm going to rip it. him a fucking don't, new one. Don't, do don't put me on the spot like that. Okay, what the heck? <laughs> Right, I will fucking rip him a new one. Thank you. Hey, tell him that you have his number now. Oh, I will. 
<laughs> Tell him I know where he fucking lives. Cornfields of Iowa. Are right, you ready? I'm gonna. Here we go. Hit and save yeah. again. Oh, I thought you were already calling. No, 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 my bad. no. Yeah, I'm calling right now. Okay. I had to en- 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 enter it in again. Fuck. That's it today, Junior. Oh man. All right. It's. What it's you dialing. do now? It's dialing. All right. All right. Put hey, it. I'm, I'm putting my phone not. on mute. I'm putting my or my mic on mute real quick. You have reached the voicemail box. You got this, Brian? Rams DFS, Cody Leach, you little fucking bitch. Why the fuck do you back out on us two fucking weeks in a row? I now have your fucking phone number. I've pinpointed where you live. I'm taking the next available flight to fucking Iowa, and I'm going to be waiting for you in the cornfield, motherfucker. I love you. Mwah. All right, there we go. Oh my god! How was that, guys? That was my good. man, my man. <laughs> you like that, Max? You like how how the pro does it? Oh, oh my shit. gosh, dude! I got way too much to learn. You didn't know Brian? Oh, I'm fucking savage, bro. Brian is a savage. Like I was telling the other day, like the dude is so creative. Like he has no limits. Just I don't know how he comes up with some stuff. Hey, I'm just I'm just over here in the corner queefing. Don't worry about me. All right. Well, do we want to try right. this again <laughs> next week? And if it's strike three, he's out, like Shane was saying. Well, what we'll do next week is we'll give him the opportunity to have the first time slot, which he was asking for at the eleventh hour this week. So there will be no more excuses, in my opinion. I, I I'll be honest with you. He's gonna hear that voicemail and he's gonna duck like a little bitch. He's probably gonna block me yeah, too. No. No, and he will definitely rant about it on Twitter, and it will be great. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. (laughs) It'll be great, and I'll go. And the good thing is, he has my number now, too. So he could call me uh, because all my calls are coming up with my caller ID. Ooh. Oh, so sexy. Right, Max? You you were getting a call from 805 number when I called you, right, Max? All right, let's get to it. All right. I'm going to. Max, good talking. It was talking about 20. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Who's t- what's the script say? Who's taking this call? Am wait, I? wait. It doesn't wait, matter because Brian's gonna talk first. So. Oh right. What would, what yeah, just, just let just let me. Am just... I gonna be cool? You yeah, can do whatever you want, buddy. I don't know However you want. Like, I... Okay. Just come at it. Come with fire, and don't worry about it. Yeah, just don't worry about anything. Later. Don't worry about consequences at all. Just just one. Just think about being like Brian. Think what would Brian do? No. Listen how I suck. listen. Whoa. Listen. Uh, look, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna lead I'm gonna lead off with Alexis and watch how fire I start with and take that same intensity <laughs> and fucking run with it when it's your turn. All right. Well, I'm calling it right now. It's all right. Let's do this. It's calling. Hello. Hello, Miss Alexis Kraft. Hello, this is Alexis. and the Ram Sensor Crew. Yeah. Thanks for joining. Yeah, of course. Alexis, this is Brian. I have one quick question for you. We got to get fucking this fire started right now. Let's get it burning, kindling. Are you ready? 
yeah. Okay. When you were in Jake's basement, was his mom bringing refreshments? Did she offer you some tequila shots? And why did you turn them down? We, we got to get straight to the point. <laughs> Um, his mom is very lovely. And, uh, when I arrived for the weekend said that, uh, if we need anything to let her know, but you know, we're pretty independent and I didn't want to have to, uh, you know, make her do anything for us. As far as the tequila shots go, it's just trying to keep a professional man. Just trying to, you know, stay tame. And, uh, you know, I didn't want to mess up any, you know, forget anything about these prospects because that was the hardest part is like trying to remember everything on the spot about every prospect you've looked at and tequila would just not be a good mix for that. So you're not down for like the bar stool style. I mean, it would, it would depend on the, the Avenue. I mean, I'm definitely down to drink on camera. Don't get me wrong. I'm very down for it, but that particular um, event, a draft weekend, I was trying to remember all the things I needed to remember. Uh, and that wouldn't have happened had I taken a few tequila shots. So now, Alexis, how old are you, first off, for the record, so we know? I am going to be 23 next month. Okay, so 23, I'm guessing tequila might be a fun one, might not be. What's your drink of choice? Ooh, well, I actually do like tequila. Um, I okay. I think I'm at that age where it doesn't really destroy me as much as as I would if it was I was older. Like, it doesn't really affect me, because I know people... I have friends who are quite a bit older and they can't really do tequila anymore. And I think I'm at, I'm about to be um, at that age where certain things are going to affect me, but I'm not there yet. So I'm really trying to just enjoy that right now. Um, but liver, I would say, yeah. yeah, I would say if I, um, my all time favorite drink, although I try not to drink it anymore because I don't really care for dark soda anymore. It'd be like rum and Coke. That was kind of like my, my favorite uh, for a long time. I would say um, me and my friends, we live in, obviously we live in St. Louis. So we're like really big beer fans because you kind of have to be if you live here. Um, so I, I can really get down with pretty much any beer. Um, but if I'm really, if I want to just really go for it, I mean, I'm fine with just any type of vodka mixture at all. There we go. The 23 year old and her just came out. Yeah. It's all good, though. It's all good. Hey, I work for a brewery, so I understand that side of it. But, you know, fuck Budweiser. Mm-hmm. That's my personal stance. <laughs> um, one, one, last, one last funny question before we let you go to Rams football, because I, I have to do this. This is Rams Uncensored. If two shots mm-hmm. of tequila would have come out during your guys' show in Jake's basement, would have Jake lost his virginity that weekend? And then we'll go to Rams football. <laughs> I have a boyfriend. So Ooh, there, it there it is. Yeah. Definitive sign Benito <laughs> statement. Love it. <laughs> All right. Now we should go to Rams football. All right. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, so you you grew up, did you grow up as a Rams fan in St. Louis? I'm really just curious as to how you started your Rams fandom. I did. So I was born in 96 and the Rams moved there in 95. So when I was born, it was like a really, really big deal in St. Louis. My parents actually had PSLs for a really long time from, from the 95 season on. So I went to all the Rams games growing up. Um, Although I don't remember, I was at like the greatest show on turf. A lot of those games, I was at all the playoff games the year they won the Super Bowl that were in 
uh, St. Louis. So I, I was definitely raised Rams fan. My dad was actually um, a Bears fan growing up, but he um, picked up on the Rams uh, when they moved to St. Louis because he had a lot of their players like on his fantasy team. So he really got into it and, uh, you know, just, yeah, a big Rams family, grew up a Rams fan, had to go through a lot of hard times, obviously, during the uh, not-so-great years. And You probably remember uh, yeah. those Jamie Martin years more than the greatest show on turf then, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. The Mark Bolger years, the, uh, the losing after losing after losing. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't – I would say my childhood, from being a Rams fan, it wasn't really, like, that fun. Uh, you know what I mean? It, it wasn't like, <laughs> like the last 15 was, years they sucked. Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, it was more of like, if the Rams won, it felt like we were witnessing like the second coming of Christ. Mm. Like it was just, you know, uh, it was kind of miserable. I remember I had a Mark Bolger Jersey and it was like during the really bad period. And I wore it to school one day and I just got so much shit. Like, I remember I got in the car after school and I was like, I'm never wearing this jersey again, ever, as long as I live. Uh, but, you know, you go you go through that. You know, you got to go through the bad times to appreciate the good times, right? Oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Mark? Hey, Alex. Mark. What's going on? Hey, what's up? Hey, so what made you stay a Rams fan during the move? Um. So that's a good question because I originally, so when the Rams originally announced they were moving, I had in my head that I was going to become a Bears fan because my dad's side of the family is from Chicago. So they're all Bears fans. And I just figured, um, you know, Chicago is only about four and a half to five hours away. It's not that far. My whole family's Bears fans. Uh, you know, I felt obviously very betrayed and along with a lot of other emotions. But then I just kind of uh, found when I was watching the Rams in preseason and season, it was like, I don't know how I can cheer for anybody else. I mean, I just grew up cheering for that team. And when, you know, I have so much Rams memorabilia and, and stuff that I've collected from games and just t-shirts and jerseys. And it just felt um, to me, my reasoning was, well, a lot of LA fans, uh, you know, stuck with them when they moved to St. Louis. So I can stick with them when they go to LA. I mean, they're the Rams no matter where they are. So, Good answer. This is Tommy, by the go. way. Hi, Tommy. What's up? Good to have you on. Um, welcome to Rams Uncensored. Uh, Brian uh, broke you in right off the bat. Obviously, that's what he likes to do on here. Um, swing at you first, see how you, you know how you react and whatnot. But my question for you um, is – how did you become a member of Downtown Rams, and did you always want to work for sports media? So, to answer the second question really quick, I wasn't sure about the whole sports media thing. So, what happened was I tweeted um, a picture, and I tagged the Rams. It was during one of the playoff games, and we had a blizzard here in St. Louis, and I was out in my um, backyard because we literally got, like, I, I don't even know. I mean, maybe two feet of something crazy. Like it was two feet of snow or something. And I was uh, wearing a Rams beanie and I just tweeted and I tagged the Rams. I was like, Oh, so excited for the playoff game, cheering them on from St. Louis, something like that. Uh, and the Rams retweeted it. And I got immediately, like, I think it was like 200 followers in one day uh, from mostly Rams fans, obviously. And I guess Jake was one of those people. And, um, 
I had no idea who he was. I hadn't really been, I tweeted a lot about the Rams on Twitter, but I hadn't really unfortunately been involved with like other Rams fans. I just never had used Twitter that way. And uh, I guess he saw me, I, I was tweeting something about the Rams game and he kind of went and looked through um, that thread that I had. And he reached out to me and asked if I wanted to write a piece for the downtown Rams website. And um, I said, yes. And uh, he, he kind of asked if I had writing experience and I had done a lot of writing. I never done sports writing though. Uh, so I, I wrote a couple pieces for downtown Rams and then he invited me on to um, a podcast. They did like a live mock draft um, type thing. Uh, and he invited me to be one of the guests. So I did it. And I guess people really liked it. And there's a lot of positive feedback. So he brought me on again. And then uh, it kind of spiraled from there. And I just started going on every episode. And uh, I uh, started getting, I guess, a lot of interviews. Uh, I started off with people I knew. I knew some guys uh, going into the draft this year. And I reached out to them. And they got on the show. And then I was like, oh, that was fun. Maybe I'll reach out to some other people who I don't really know. And then they accepted. And so then at that point, he was just like, let's just uh, co-host it. So that's kind of how that happened. So Alexis, Brian again, um, mm -hmm. to piggyback off that original question. So Jake basically saw a retweet. You were in it and creeped on your <laughs> Twitter page. Does that feel a little creepy or do you like it? Well, well, I think what happened is he just followed me and then a few days or a week or so later, I, w I had like a thread or something about the Rams. I was t like live tweeting a game um, and I, I tweeted some about the draft or he saw something that I had said. So I don't think he just went to my profile and stalked it. I mean, he could have, but from what I, I mean, he I might have stalked it for like a week straight if he waited that long. You never know. I mean, I guess. I mean, you know, I, I'm not sure, uh, but... <laughs> you gotta go that creepy, Brian. <laughs> so now, I mean, hey, it could, it, it could be some deliverance. So now, oh, thanks know. a lot, Brian. Every time someone follows me on Twitter now, I'm going to automatically think they're creeping on me because they're actually well, following me. Thanks. You're I creep on you I was, Tommy. I'll admit. <laughs> you know, I've talked quite a few people on Twitter in my day. It's okay. <laughs> oh, is that how you made hey, Alexis? Another question. <laughs> Spit it out. Oh, All right, Alexis. So, yeah, one, one come more on. question from me. Ooh. Well, I, I, you said something. I was waiting to see if she was going to respond, Brian. Do, do, do. Here we go. So, you kind of mentioned the ASMR video about the, I guess, the burner account. Do you have any additional thoughts on that? No. So, what's funny about that video? is I actually am not a fan of ASMR at all. What happened is um, we did a podcast episode with Joe Curley and the, I, there was a thunderstorm going on um, it, on my part because there was a thunderstorm where I lived and it kind of, if you listen to the podcast, there's like this ambiance in the background. It's kind of like, it sounds soothing in, in the podcast. It wasn't in real life. My house was like shaking. It was like this violent storm. But when you listen to the podcast, it's kind of like this faint, thunder sound and joe made a remark um about how it kind of sounded like asmr or whatever and i guess the dallas cowboys had um uh when they announced their schedule they had amari cooper make an asmr video to announce it and i hadn't seen it i then w went and watched it as he was talking and i jokingly said i was like oh i'm gonna do that when i'm in new york for draft week 
and I, I kind of became really obsessed with the idea because I love to make fun of ASMR because I, I, I personally don't get anything from it. I do know people who do. Um, I don't quite understand it, but I just felt like it'd be fun to make a video. Um, I forgot kind of about it. And then before I went to New York, I was thinking of what I could talk about. And we'd finished a, 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 one of our live feeds and I saw the mic and I was like, I'm doing it. I'm making an ASMR video. And Jake was like, what are you going to talk about? I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to ramble on. I was like, I really had no intention of it really going anywhere for real. I kind of just um, thought it was funny. And so I just kind of started rambling about it. And uh, the burner account kind of came up because <laughs> it's, I, I think it's so funny when I see these like edits and stuff, I don't always like reply, but um, I love, there's one edit of Jake. I'm sure you guys have seen as like the Joker. <laughs> and I think it's, I printed it out. I, I loved it. I thought it was like the best. I send it to him all the time. I thought it was hilarious. And so I really want to see him as Pennywise the clown. So I'm hoping that whoever does that can get on that for me. Um, so I just brought it up. I, still... I was rambling. I, I still enjoy his Bogue Meets World. I think that's my favorite. I thought that was hilarious too. Well, that's what um, the, so that's what... what the video was about, and that's what uh, me personally. Um, when you did that ASMR, whatever the hell that creepy fetish is, um, when right. you did it about the burners and about the Boy Meets World poster, I think uh, for me personally, you got a lot of respect because, like we, I told Jake on the show last week, man, loosen the screws a little bit. I know you guys are trying to do your thing and be professional, but lighten up a little right. bit because Twitter's supposed to be fun. At least that's how all of us see it. And that's how this kind of all got rolling for us. And we're just trying to entertain everybody. We don't just make fun of other people. We make fun of ourselves. I mean, there's a ton of uh, Chris Farley edits with my face on it. I think it's hilarious. I'm not, I don't get offended by it. It's just a joke. Right. We're having fun, you know, and that's, yeah. you know, Jake's, Jake's starting to come around now, which is good, which is good. You know, we're, it's, it's the off season. We're bored. We're trying to have some fun, yeah. you know? No, definitely. And I, um, I think, I think I sometimes might come across like, I don't think things are funny, but I actually like think a lot of stuff is hilarious. And even though I don't always respond and part of the ASMR video was kind of my attempt to just be like, I think this is actually hilarious. Cause I get comments all the time that I think are really funny. And I'm like, well, I won't respond to that, but that's actually kind of funny. Um, but I, I don't take myself seriously at all. Um, I probably should more more but um so wait yeah. why are you big timing people not even responding to them come on now no like not like that just because um there there'll be, there'll be some like stuff that i won't respond to only because i'm i'm not entirely like sure how to handle it or what to say uh but i'm trying well, to be better the best I part? Think, well sometimes i think i respond and i think that i'm joking back but people don't think that i'm joking does that make sense it does, but we try not to worry about that on Rams Uncensored because people get in their feelings a little too much on Twitter. And our right. job is we're not therapists. If you can't handle joking on Twitter, maybe you shouldn't be on there. And that's why yeah. Kylo will never come on our show. <laughs> he will. Oh, did I go there? Sorry about that. <laughs> we Talk even make fun therapy. of our own. We mm. even make fun of our own staff. We're obviously now a part of Rams Talk. And we told Derek when he asked us to join the team and bring our pod over with him that no one is safe, including you. Um, so we warned everybody. So it's not like we didn't say. 
No, I mean, I was um, fully prepared to come on here. I, uh, I, I actually, I do like what you, I know that sometimes on Twitter I come across like, I think my sense of humor is not really understood. I think sometimes I come across like I'm mad all the time and I'm not actually a mad person. I actually think this is really funny. Like I was really excited for Jake to come on. Uh, and then I think it was Brian who tweeted me. It was like, Hey, come on the show. If correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was Brian. No, I did. Um, I did. And, yeah. And I was like, so down. It was going to be awesome. Well, we're glad you did. We know a lot of people, you know, people are ducking and dodging us because I think they get the wrong impression. But if they actually listened to the show on a weekly basis, they will know we're not monsters, although we can be. No, and, and, and you know, monsters. And, and, and just to be honest, I just looked at your profile. So, yes, I am creeping on your profile right now. You look kind of angry in your profile pic. I'm just going to say. Do I? You know what? You know what's funny is you're not the first person to say that. I think I have what they call resting bitch face, because I feel like I I'm really glad you said because I was thinking it. Yeah. Well, and, and I feel like it's funny because when I even when I meet people, like for example, like um, well, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head, but I'll like meet people and they'll be like, "Oh, you should really like smile more. Like you actually have somewhat of a nice smile." And I'm like, I guess I just don't smile a lot I don't know I think it's just my face I I can't help it I'm really like I feel like I'm a nice person and like if you meet me in person I'll probably like smile and be like totally opposite of what people would like think of me in just photos or something I guess I just get insecure about my smile I don't know but so I, I guess do, if you were a dude you'd be that dude that somebody would want to punch in the face yeah probably I mean I'm, pe- I'm sure plenty of people want to punch me in the face as it is so Holy. if I was a dude probably like time i have resting i'm looking at that at that uh i'm looking at that uh bpr what do you say yeah. i'm i'm sorry i'm sorry i said i'm looking at the bogue dtr page right now just kind of going through it and uh i mean you're smiling in this one edit of you it's captain yeah Marvel that photo edit. Yeah, that one was taken from my Instagram. My Instagram was um, public for a little while, and I think that um, that's where they got that from because it was only on my Instagram, I think. Um, but no, I do smile. I'm getting better at it. It's uh, you know, I'm working on it. I'm working on it, guys. You guys want to get to the real football questions now? Oh, the real football question? Well, on the I'll agenda about... that Tommy made, which was awesome, by the way, he's got some... I'll talk about whatever, guys. We don't... I'm glad you're sucking on his teeth. That's cute, Matt. <laughs> by the way, Alexis, <laughs> did you know this, that man. Matt... Do you know that Matt really loves Krispy Kreme donuts and he eats like a box on every freaking episode? You need a... Sh- <laughs> well, I like Krispy Kreme donuts, so... Oh, you like them with you, you like them with uh, do you like them with sashimi inside because that's what Brian had for fucking breakfast this morning after he was Oh, home. it was so well, fucking awesome this like... morning. Brian well, had the nastiest disgusting. breakfast ever and he was completely okay with it. I I was on the phone with Tommy this morning and I said, "Fuck man, I closed the bars down last night. I had to work." And I said, Dude, I'm going to the grocery store. I'm going to buy some sashimi and some donuts and some coconut water, and I'm going to feel glorious. And, I thought he was you know, kidding, five, man. And, and, five, and, five, and five beers later, I feel like a fucking champ. 
And then he was like. I did fart, and it, it was nasty, by the way. It was fucking nasty. <laughs> it was like, oh, my God, man, this is rough. I was sitting. I was. I was I was sitting in my distributor rep's car, and he told me to sit because he had to go run in somewhere real quick. I farted, and my farts usually smell like roses, so I wasn't too worried about it. And then I smelled it, and I was actually on the phone with my boss, and I go, oh, shit, Rory's going to be pissed off at me. And he's like, why? I'm like, because this car smells like shit, and he's about to walk in. First thing he said, he's like, did I shit my pants? What is going on? He had the windows up, too, probably. Oh, yeah. He fucking got out of the car real quick. Is this really oh. what the podcast has devolved into? A well, this joke? is Rams Uncensored. Just because it's Rams Uncensored doesn't mean we got to talk about what. fart jokes. Well, I'll tell you what. I was prepared for a lot. I was not prepared for this. Um, <laughs> you're not prepared for potty talk? you got four dudes on the line, and you're not prepared for potty talk. <laughs> I mean, so, you're right. That's, that's on me. I should have expected this, I guess. Uh, we did this segment I mean, just for a guy named Chris Rainville, who gave us our first oh, review, what, like six weeks ago? Is he from New Hampshire? You remember that guy? He said we were a oh, bunch yeah. of children with potty mouths. <laughs> <Yes>, he <laughs> and he blew up Derek. And then we went off on him a little bit on Facebook. And then we kind of turned the pages on him and reeled him in. Um, hoping one day he'll come on the air so we can light him up, light him which up, he light him did up. Agree to which he did agree to. Yeah, he did. We we're we're pretty good at. We just need to. Cars. We just probably need to reach back out to him. We do. Yeah. What is he? You know, you guys lighting people up. What I feel this is the most love I felt from you guys ever. What are you talking about? Yeah, man. This he, is a love set. Well, well, hold on. Do you want us to light you up? <laughs> she don't want that. I mean, if you want us to let you, if if you're giving Brian the green light, just know what comes with it. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> well, well, just, I mean, I guess it just. I mean, I I'm just uh, glad to be here, guys. Just really glad to be here. Um, I think know. she just ducked that. Uh, that in the industry I mean, we call that ducking. Well, you can ask whatever you want. But I mean, I, I'm I can just always say no comment. Kind of a double. You, you could. Wow. Like Is that you screaming in the background? You know, not me. I don't scream. Okay. That's Tommy's awesome sound effects. <laughs> that was Tommy. That was her after the first question, guys. About that. <laughs> that was Matt at. Six flags. So, so, so let's let's go. Let's go. Yeah, let's go back to this ASMR. Is that ass to mouth? I still haven't figured out what this shit is. You know, it might be. I, honestly, I have no idea. I have no fucking clue. Um, I think it's hilarious, and I know most people don't watch it for comedy. I watch it for pure comedy. So, uh, I don't get any. Well, I think people watch. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say on that note, it's got to be late your time, right? 11 probably um it's yeah it's 11 that's not that late for me um i mean are you up drinking a pepsi a coke a budweiser <laughs> what are you drinking right now uh well i'm drinking water but now i wish i would have lied and said something more interesting um i would have won that bet i was gonna say water <laughs> yeah i'm drinking a whiskey neat brian <laughs> oh there we go there we go mm-hmm. i like it what kind of I whiskey, wish, though? Yeah. 
Ooh, you know, I'm not like, I'm ashamed to say this, but I'm not like a whiskey snob. Uh, so like I can pretty much, I think I've pretty much had whatever whiskey. Um, I mean, Jack Daniels was so boring. What else is there? Uh, what would hey, you do? All would, right. Well, Hey, well, speaking hey, of, sweetie. speaking of, we got somebody for you. Oh, is it Max? <laughs> hey, hey, I knew sharp. it. Sharp. <laughs> I love Max. Hey, I was hoping to be on. Speaking of whiskey, did Jake have whiskey dick? Ooh, no yeah. comment. Wow, no comment. No I wouldn't. I wow. wouldn't know, so I can't. I I wouldn't comment on something I don't the, know about. We we, we got to know what is Jake's favorite sex toy? You have handcuffs, mic cords, playbooks. What, what is it? Playbooks. <laughs> Playbooks. <laughs> you know, good. Oh my it's interesting, god. It's interesting you bring that up because I imagine um, that some type of playbook could be involved because there's a lot, of, probably a large skill set there. He's probably got a, a playbook of of different things he can do. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I don't talk to him about this type of stuff. I should have probably be, been briefed by him before I came on here, so I'd have answers for you guys. <laughs> Max, you're a trooper for saying. staying on for so long. <laughs> <laughs> so our Alexis, this Tommy, our goal was be so our second segment was to uh, get Cody on the phone, Rams DFS, and Max at the same time, but Max was going to pretend he was Matt and ask questions and see if Cody knew the voice difference because he's never really talked to any of us. So how would he really know? And we, cause he was like, I'm not coming on the air if Max is on the show because I want to kill him and blah, 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 blah. So we thought it would be funny for Max to pretend he was Matt and ask him a bunch of questions, and see if he on, but he wouldn't pick up his phone. So here we are. Yeah. Um, and then I yeah. left some verbal diarrhea for him. Oh, yeah. We left a nasty voicemail for him, too. Yeah, I don't know. I heard that there was beef there or something. So I knew that, that they were going to get on. Um, I I didn't know it was tonight. I, actually, I think I did know it was tonight. But, oh, that's kind of a bummer, I guess. It is did because he's one, of the, on? he's one of the last people on Twitter that you just can't loosen that screw. And it, it, we're trying so hard and he just won't let his guard down. He is a very emotional young man and it's becoming frustrating at this point because we're monsters and we're not. And it's, it's a bummer, but if you keep ducking and dodging us, good luck dealing with Brian. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, some people just, some people, I guess just aren't, aren't about it. Um, and that's just how they are. You know? It's unfortunate. Have you personally talked? Have you personally talked to Cody, Alexis? Me, I've not. I mean, we follow each other on Twitter, but I don't think I've had a conversation with him. I think he did tweet at me a few days ago that um, him and his girlfriend were going to be going to St. Louis or something. Uh, but I, I haven't had like a conversation with him, so I wouldn't, you know, know anything. Isn't he on the staff at DTR? Uh, he is, but I've never had a, like a personal conversation with him before. Why doesn't he okay. go on any of your guys' podcast, or has he? That would be a question for Jake. I'm not sure. Well, that's I'm going straight to Jake then because 
if he's not on your guys' audio platforms, what makes us think he's going to come on ours? But we'll see. Well, he doesn't go on because yeah. he doesn't know shit about anything. So <laughs> why he's dodging. That kid is so... Oh, my gosh, bro. He's grumpy, that's for sure. It's unfortunate. <laughs> well, Alexis, we appreciate you coming on tonight. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. Do you like do you like uh, Matt's deep voice? I mean, Mark's I love deep it. voice. Mark's. Mark. Yeah. She's talked to me yeah. already. It's very, um, Ooh, it's a nice aesthetic. Okay. I like it. So, Alexis, did I you listen to the show? Are. Did you listen to the show last week, Alexis? Uh, I did, yeah. Okay. Did, did you hear, did you hear Matt's uh, audio snafu the whole time and he sounded like the Jolly Green Giant? <laughs> Yeah, I did hear that. I thought that was funny. But you know what's funny is I I think that that actually happened to me before as well, like very briefly in, in oh, a podcast I did. And the, and well, it's it's an audio issue, like something with the processing of of whatever. And it happened to me for like five minutes one time in a podcast. I don't remember which one it was, uh, but I thought it was hilarious. But you know, I I, I liked it. Yeah. I and think after that happened, did you get followed by a bunch of lesbians? <laughs> uh, not that I know of. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Alexis, just, just what are your thoughts on Jake's pop collar? Did it turn you on or what? Um, I was curious. <laughs> <about that. laughs> what was the pop collar. The pop collar. <laughs> the pop collar. Sorry. Was it the, yeah. you say the pop collar? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, so what's funny, it, it wasn't a pop collar. Is we ha- He had on our downtown Rams. It's like a, it's like a full zip pullover. Um, but the way that the camera angle was, you couldn't tell that. So you just saw like the top of top of it, like that looked like a pop collar, but it, it wasn't a pop collar. But it, but if it was, but I the, probably would have been like, bro, no, I would have been like, put it. But put you it didn't down. answer if you were turned on or not. <laughs> yeah, come on. I have a boyfriend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <no. laughs> All right. I mean, I would say, could your boy? Wait, say, one last question. One last question. Would, should your boyfriend be jealous of the charms of the one as we know as the Bogue when you guys are alone in his basement during draft weekend? No. There we go. There we have it. Oof. The hard Wait, what? You, you said, would my boyfriend be jealous that I was in Jake's basement? Should he be jealous of all the charm? Should he be that the Bogue? No, he should not be jealous. Panties drop. Panties drop at the sound of Bogue just immediately. (laughs) So that didn't happen with you. No, but I feel like it happened for you. Ooh, oof, oof. God, okay, man. Respect. I think we should end it on that. I think Max just. Yeah, I I gotta go. I gotta go. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, oh my God! Max, go night night. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's late for everyone now. It's it's time to go to bed. <laughs> Definitely past Max's bedtime. That's for sure. Oh yeah, Max is. Oh Max, yeah, I gotta go nighty night. I yeah, I gotta go. Good night, Maxie. I gotta go tuck myself in now. <laughs> tuck myself in. The oh, self comfort. That's always the best. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but yeah, but thanks Alexis for coming on. Uh, Alexis, yeah, you're cool, so. 
Thank Appreciate you it. for coming on, and we will hope to have you back soon, definitely during the season. And one last question. Are you coming to L.A. this year to a game? Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm for sure going to one or two away games, but I will. I'm trying to go to one of the um, Seattle games uh, in L.A. I'm just not sure which one yet. Well, if you do, let us know, and we tailgate big, so come hang out with us. Oh, for sure. I will definitely let you guys know. And I, I expect uh, the tailgate of all tailgates if I go down there. You will get that, definitely. Well, thanks for coming on, and we will talk to you soon. Yeah, that sounds good. Thanks, guys. To you. Thank you. And with that, good night. <laughs> People like to... Just hear people fucking talk shit. <laughs> you can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.